This podcast is not safe for work and will feature movie spoilers. It will feature scenes described of a graphic nature. It will contain language which most listeners may find offensive. Welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. Hi everyone and welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. This is episode 322. I'm your host Duncan McLeish. Welcome to the show. Up on this episode, dropping on a Sunday, we are bringing you the start of a brand new box set series. This is the Gamera box set released by Arrow Video. I'll be joined with my good buddy Derek Bourgeois after the first break. We'll be sitting down chatting about the first movie, Gamera, the giant monster from 1964. Before we get to that, let's catch up with where we are. We are in December. This is not a drill, ladies and gents. This is not a drill. We have so much content coming your way. I hope you're ready. Scheduled for this week upcoming, it is fucking packed. It starts on Monday with a brand new episode looking at Dexter New Blood. This will be episode number five in review. On Tuesday, you're getting a listener choice, the first of four planned listener choice episodes this month. This is our dream Christmas horror movie review. So we'll be doing a little bit of Silent Night, Deadly Night. On Thursday, we're bringing you the first of a three-part Children of the Corn retro. So this is Children of the Corn, the first episode of three, covering the original movie short and the first through third installments. On Friday, you are getting a massive seven-hour director's roundtable conversation about the movies of William Friedkin, featuring myself, Bo Ransdell and Doug Tilly. And then we are closing out the week on Sunday, Sunday, Sunday with a little bit of the Italian collection from 88 Films as we swing our way to Nun and the Devil. So that is your lineup for this week on the main throw. On the side throw... You have loads of other stuff coming. So dropping on Monday, you're getting where to begin with the finale episode. Later on in the week, probably about the Sunday mark, Sunday the 12th, you'll be getting the next installment of Doing the Nasty, featuring myself and Mark Ball as we look at Mad Foxes, um, which is a movie that we discuss, and trust me, you will all want to hear me go mental about that movie, and Home Sweet Home. So that's on the T-Putt Collective. Right, let's get into this. I'm going to take a short break. You are going to hear promos for shows that I love. You're going to hear the trailer for Gamera, the giant monster. When I return, I'll be joined with Derek Bourgeois, and we're going to get into it right after this. This is a test of the emergency podcasting system. Listen to the Psychosemantic Podcast. Politics, movies, and political movies. Find us on Facebook, iTunes, Stitcher, legionpodcasts.com, the Psychosemantic Podcast.
いくらカメラが無敵でもそれじゃあんまり脳がなさすぎるんじゃないですか、えー、今のところガメラを撃退するいかなる方法もありませんまあとにかくその冷凍爆弾をガメラにぶつけてみようじゃありませんか先生Welcome back, ladies and gents. So, kicking off a brand new box set series. Yeah, we promised you we would be back doing this.、Uh, joining me for this box set series, and the guy that picked this box set, this was his choice. This is him saying, You know what, Duncan? I love the fact that we did some William Castle. It was fun to do it, and we discussed some awesome movies. Now, you're in my jungle. Um, joining me for this box set run on the Gamera series is my good buddy Derek. How's it going?、Ah! <laughs> That's me trying to do the Gamera. <laughs> That's the sound I make when I am baking and I've put the, the cake mix in the oven and then realized that I forgot to put the baking powder in it, so it's fucked. You know, like, like that's the. No! It's just like, ah! That's the sound that I make.、Um, Derek, why Gamera? Why, why did you pick this one? Out with the fact that Arrow released what can only be described as like a box set, which is fucking ridiculous. This thing is huge and it's got everything in it. Out with that, why have you picked Gamera? Because. For a show that starts out with a Godzilla roar every episode, Duncan, <laughs> I feel like you, you kind of oblige the giant monster genre in your search, especially you're in your early rumblings. You、mm -hmm. did a review of Godzilla 2014.、Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I'm bringing it back. Oh, fuck. You, talk about a flashback. Well, I, I, did, I did my I, research when you were. I know you were going to ask this question. <laughs> I did review that. Me and,、uh, me and then. Former co host、uh, and original OG podcast Under the Stairs host way back in the day, Graham Humphreys, both chatted about that movie and we both really liked that movie, even though everyone fucking hated it. <laughs> and I was like, I, I, I actually like Godzilla 2014 myself too. I'd like it. I'd like all those complaints about the monsters not enough in it. I'm like, it's the first fucking movie. And it isn't there, it's just in the background. And if it had been on the screen every fucking two seconds, That end scene where he just breathes atomic fire down that fucking creature's throat and the head just falls off, that has no impact at that point. Yeah, it's like 
fucking, you know, it's like the same people that are, Godzilla's not in the movie, it's called Godzilla. Godzilla's barely in any of the fucking movies if you actually time how long he's actually on screen yeah. in any of those other movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so, but yeah, I'm not that kind of guy. You know, I kind of like that, you know, well, this ain't a review of that movie. We're getting into camera, <laughs> which actually has a very interesting history of this first movie. But I think what you should do is probably tell them which one we're doing first. Yeah, right. So let's get into this. So the the very first movie uh, in the Gamera series and all of that, the first one that was in the box set. So I was quite, I was quite glad that they were in order as well because I was starting to get a bit panicky because like they all kind of have similar names and I'm going to struggle with this one is Gamera. The giant monster, and by God, does it say exactly what it is? Uh, this is a movie about a giant monster. Um, details is listed on on Arrow are that uh, this is from the complete collection. Uh, classes this as a kind of sci-fi fantasy movie, um, and we have in the cast, E.G. Funkoshi, <laughs> yes, uh, Hirami. Yep. Kiritiachi and Junchat. This is why you picked this. It's now all making sense. It's to watch me st- you motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is directed and written by Noriaka Yayusha. I think it's it. No, that's not how you pronounce it, but it's fine. Um, synopsis for this one this is Gamera the Giant Monster is the initial entry in the Gamera series was Day Studios' first successful attempt at making a massive scale kaiju movie hibernating under the arctic the turtle monster gamera is awakened by an atomic bomb test the behemoth creates chaos when it arrives in japan and an ambitious plan must be hatched to try and stop the rampage the ambitious plan in this one is fucking hilarious and we're gonna get to it i i i was i i laughed a lot more than I should with it with the end of this one because it just reminded me like I started getting flashbacks of like Austin Powers and Doctor Evil with the big boy. Um so anyway, 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 anyway. Uh this is Gamera the Giant Monster. You said you had some fun factoids for us, so lay well, on me, Daddy O. Well off air, everybody. Duncan, I know when he was going to say his first comments with the movie, it just feels like a giant Godzilla ripoff. Yes. But the thing is, they didn't actually set out to make this movie at first. Oh, right. What ended up happening was Daiei was in production of making... uh, They did a movie called The Great Buddha Arrival early on. It's about a giant Buddha that's walking... And destroys the city, kind of like a thing later on that they would later do it, like Daimajin. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to make their next big sci-fi epic, which is going to be called Nezera, which mm-hmm. is a giant killer rat movie. But they ended up, what happened was, they kind of got into some scambles with the actual, they used actual real rats. Oh, and right. something happened where those rats were damaged and, and yeah that didn't end up happening but they still had all the sets for what they built for mm-hmm. the giant killer rat movie and they were out of a picture they needed to think of something quick uh the actual the, the writer of this uh, who's the writer of nezara was like 
why don't we just make a giant monster movie? We have the sets, we could use them. And Daiye didn't actually want to make this movie at all. But actually, the only reason why the director, Noriaki Yuzusa, was chicked because no one else wanted to do this uh, out right. of the Daiye studio. And the reason why the movie is black and white is because Daiye didn't put faith into it. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, that's why the movie feels a little bit more cheaper in that sense. But I can't this, it was a big success. So, uh, yeah, is this a case of like. Uh, it's kind of uh, like that whole situation of like Coppola with The Godfather, where the, everyone yeah. was like, oh, this movie's going to suck. It's not going to do good. And, you know, actually, interesting enough, uh, Noriaki Uza didn't actually direct the special effects, but he went on to direct the special effects for all the other Gamera movies. Ah. Too. As a bench of directing special effects and directing the actual human scenes. Right. So he's the only director that's known to do that because usually have a different director to film the special effects sequences mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for these type of movies. But it's an interesting aspect where they didn't actually set out to make a giant monster movie, but at the end of Faith, they ended up making a, a giant monster movie. Yeah, yeah. This movie, it feels rushed. I'm glad you've given it context because it does really feel like the story feels like it's it's working at like breakneck speed to get the monster on the screen like as quick as possible. Uh, they want the monster on the screen. This is another movie that isn't particularly long. This one, like you know, its, it's runtime is about an hour and twenty minutes, and the like camera is on the screen within the first like seven or eight minutes. Um, and it's all very. I don't know if this translates well. Did you guys have Thunderbirds over, in like America, like the, the TV show with the puppets? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of Thunderbirds esque, right? It's, it's all miniatures. It's all like miniatures and little toys and all the rest. Um, they're moving a, a, along, and some of that, weirdly, some of it I think looks surprisingly good for the time period and other bits are, are look surprisingly bad for the time period yeah. um and they, they, they like i i kind of it did make me kind of marvel at that because there's a movie that dares to even if it doesn't have the budget or you know doesn't have the studio backing it dares to be grand this is done on the, the an international level so this is not like it's just all set in japan no we start somewhere else and we like bring in this to Japan. Like the Eskimos, yeah. Yeah, we're like we're <laughs> we're all we're up there, and there's just a lot of stereotypes here, which is fine. Um, like, <laughs> I, was just like I don't know if we can. <laughs> I just remembered that. Uh, um, but yeah, like, and oh, uh, here is a plane, and oh, they're doing tests. Oh, those dirty Americans. Um, yeah, and one of the one of the generals of the Americans looks like Curly Joe from the Free Stooges. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Uh, but like, once you get past that, Gamera has been awoken, right? It does kind of follow the beats of what you would have expected from a kaiju movie from this time period, and yeah. I think that's what. And it's not bad. Like, there are things that they do in here that I think are really fucking good like that really made me smile and kind of laugh at bits and there's other bits that i just felt like oh we're just we're, we're treading water um i love 
like the look of Gamera. Like we're, we've got a giant turtle, and I'm like, that could go. Tusks. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. It could go a couple of different ways, and I see it, and I'm like, that's a cool design. His kind of <laughs> UFO superpower. <laughs> Basically. It takes a little, you know, like the first time I ever seen him, like what? Yeah. But I love the reveal of it because it's like the same reaction everyone else has. Like, you could do that. Yeah, I loved. I like once I saw. I think the, well, the first thing that came to my head was that's a really cool pair because you picked a like you've you've enlarged what is notoriously a slow creature. You know what I mean? Like he's gonna reach. He's he's making his way to Tokyo. How long is it gonna be? Well, he's a giant turtle, so he'll get there in a hundred and fifty years. You know, like they, they they speed it up in a way which made me smile, and I did like the like all those elements. Kind of feel like once again, like they're not directly ripping off Godzilla. I mean, they understand uh-huh. that your big creature has to have some sort of superpower, right? And that's fine. But it's not like... There are more egregious examples of this in kaiju movies where it's just like, like clearly... <laughs> it kind of looks like atomic fire. Um, you know, like, th- those sort of things. This one isn't isn't doing that. I think the thing that kind of surprised me about the movie in maybe a negative way was... It does kind of feel like we just rushed to the end of it, though. Like the 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 kind of the Operation Plan Z or whatever it's called uh, that we yeah. mentioned, like all the way through this movie. We don't know as the audience really what it is until the end. And they put him in a giant penis vagina. Yeah, they they put they, they put him in a giant penis and then send him into space, um, which is like as it's a giant penis shaped rocket. Which let's be honest is what we're doing right now with. People like uh, Jeff uh, Jeff Bezos from um, of Amazon. It looks exactly like the Bezos ship. It's a hundred percent the Bezos ship. Um, so, <laughs> like, at least he's, this movie. he's clearly seen Gamera, the giant monster. Uh, but like, we mentioned this all the way through, and I think it's an interesting choice. It doesn't work for me in that we get that reveal at the end as to what it is, and I think that's supposed to surprise the audience. And to me, it just frustrated me because the idea and logistics of doing something on this scale, to me, would give the movie more urgency if I'd known about it earlier in the movie. Like, with detail. Yeah. The only way that we can get rid of this is actually ejecting off the planet. We're going to have a crack team of scientists and engineers build a rocket to get it off the planet. That, to me, adds... Right, and now we've got people trying to distract the monster and keep it at bay to allow them to build this thing. You know, all those... It just kind of feels like... Almost like that ending's just been tagged on. Like they've been right that he's gonna destroy cities and all this. Well, how do we kill it? Well, we can't kill it. So, well, how would we get rid? We'll just put him in a spaceship and fire him into space. Right. Well, we'll just tag that on at the end of the movie. It, 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 yeah. it never really, never really worked for me well. But that being said, like I say, there's enough in here that I enjoyed. It's just not. Like, we joked about this off here, and I suppose I better put my cards on the table on this one as well. I asked you, like, bluntly, is this the best one? Like, is, is this as good as it gets? So I can temper my expectations, like, moving forward. If, you know, had you said to me, Duncan, Gamera the Giant Monster is the best in the franchise, I know what I'm getting moving beyond this. You've, you've told me, in your opinion, um, that there are entries that are better than this. And I'm looking forward to see it because I think there's an interesting concept. I'm I'm very curious what you're gonna think of when we get to the '90s films in general, 
Well, I'm it's surprised like, that it continues on to the 90s because I understand Godzilla to an extent, um, but like the, the fact that these movies were still being churned out, what, fucking 30 years after this, um, and it, like having done a little bit of research online, massive cult following. Well, that's why Arrow's obviously spent a lot of money on those box sets. Well, well, well if you didn't know, actually, the, the box set all came together with the uh, help of fans of actually these movies. Mm. Like like the guy like the guy who does the art and is the executive producer of the release is Matt Frank. Yeah. Uh, who's a Godzilla artist. He does a lot of art for Godzilla comics. And I actually know people that do commentaries on these releases. I talk to them <laughs> on Facebook. Like... That had kaiju podcasts yeah. and you know read their books. It's fucking insane. Like, well, this, you, is, this is I, the thing that I, I'm kind of like because you you've called me out on my bullshit and you are right. I am a guy who like very blatantly has intro music that has Godzilla on it, and I've never spent any time doing any kaiju stuff. And there there is a there is a big reason behind that is that it's like my knowledge in that sphere is limited like I've, I've seen a few um i only saw shin godzilla for the first time this year and you know that and i thoroughly enjoyed that movie um but as uh like i when i'm watching them i have fun when i'm watching them but my motivation to sit down and watch a kaiju movie i need to be dragged kicking and screaming to do it but once i'm watching them i'm having a blast and yeah. i i'm curious about this because we we have we have quite a few entries in this box set more than I thought there was going to be um but we we do very from what I can see we very quickly do the right we need to have him face off against other creatures quickly because like otherwise we're just remaking the same movie over and over and over again so we need to give him threats visible giant threats to tackle and that's where you get me in like kaiju's fighting yeah. kaiju's I love that big dumb nonsense and that's entertaining to me. I suppose this one is an origin story. Kind of does what it needs to, to an extent, but like I say, it just feels... It feels rushed and a little bit derivative. Um, but not in such a way where I'm like, that's clearly just a rip-off. It's just like like certain nods. It would, of course, have to be birthed by an atomic bomb. You know, all these things where I'm like, right, I get it, but that's been done before, so... Let's do something else. A drilling accident. Let's do anything else. If he's under but he the wasn't ground. made by a atomic bomb. No, he wasn't. He wasn't made by one. But he was. He was awoken. He was awoken by one. But yes. I, I do. I do kind of like that. Atlanteans fucking build gamma. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, like how much drugs were being done in that writers' room? I mean, I need to know. Hey, they they roll it with it in some of the later ones too, man. So it's like. Fuck it, you know. Yeah. Like uh, the the thing that this film also does, it kind of foreshadows a lot of the later '70s Gamera movies. Does because it introduces a little kid character mm. uh, named Ichio, mm -hmm. who his type of character, which is a boy in very short shorts, would be known as a Kenny in these type of movies. Mm -hmm. That's <laughs> what they're called, a Kenny. And there's this whole subplot where he thinks. <laughs> His little turtle that his parents like get rid of that fucking thing, you know, is turning into Gamera, and there's a scene where Gamera actually saves this little child he and does, shows yeah. that he's not all evil. 
Mm-hmm. He's just a monster, but he's also the savior of children. He's the savior of children. Until he blows up the hospital where he probably killed 50,000 All kids. the children. <laughs> <laughs> I can, I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely curious, man. I'd like This is one of these ones where... Kind of similar to when we did the... like I, I know you'd seen the majority of the Norman J. Warren ones, but I hadn't seen most of what was in that box set. So my curiosity was running wild that I was going to be... By the end of that, I was going to have a really good grasp on some stuff that I had not a lot of knowledge on. And I feel the same way here. I am, I'm quietly optimistic that we're going to have some really cool, fun conversations uh, moving forward. I'm looking forward to, to, to kind of powering through on these. Uh, the next one we'll be doing um, is Gamera. You're going to have to help me with all the pronunciations on these, by the way. Gamera versus, Gamera versus Barugon. Barugon. Um, and yes. I have seen the artwork for Barugon, and he's a mean-looking motherfucker. Um, so yeah, th- when we when we come back in a few weeks' time, we're going to be doing Gamera vs. Barugon. Now I'm going to get our grades in a second, but I want to read the synopsis for this because this did make me fist bump just a little bit. Um, six months after Gamera's first appearance, the giant opal from New Guinea is brought back to Japan, and a new monster, Barugon, is born. Um, the creature attacks the city of Osaka and emitting a rainbow ray, which instantly has me in, from its back, along with a freezing spray from its mouth. That's double trouble. Um, and only a fire-breathing turtle can save the day. Sign me fucking up. I'm looking forward to this one. But let's let's get down to some bee snatch here. Let's talk grades here. Um... Derek, uh, I'm interested to see if some of that kaiju bias starts to come in on your grade here, or if you're going to be... No, no. We'll find out, because it's one through five. One has hated it, two has didn't like it, three has liked it, four has really liked it, five has loved it. Honestly, what would you give Gamera the giant monster? I give it a three out of five. I like it. You know, it's not the best in the series, but you know, it's where he came from. It's the movie where he's introduced... And you have to watch it to get some of the better ones in the series later on. Especially, uh, actually, I think I can't wait till we talk about this one because this Gamera versus Baragon is one of the best in the series. Is this in color? I hope because you said rainbow. Yes, because because yeah, this is the first one in color. Yep. Yeah, and you know it's uh, actually I forgot that actually Gamera the giant monster was the last film kaiju film to be shot in black and white oh, for that wow. reason yeah and uh i'd be kind of curious if you go back and actually because on the air release they actually have the americanized version which oh, actually right. adds I I different watch that. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I, I i watched both versions for this because uh, they actually take out all the the american actors of course they in did the japanese, <laughs> in the japanese version but they added it with brian dunlevy Quatermass, yeah, he's in the American version. Oh of wow! Yeah, it's fucking awesome. I might, I might break yeah. that out tonight. Actually, and, and check that out. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm, 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 I'm super, I'm super curious. I'm gonna come in with the same grade as you. I like this movie. I'd like. There's, like I say, to me, I don't know what I was expecting. Um, there's some elements that I don't think are particularly well done um, with, with the effects, but you know, you've given me a bit of background to that specifically about you know studio not necessarily lending a lot of uh, 
I would imagine money. Um, to this being made, the fact that it's kind of like a, a reaction to not being able to get the original intended title out. All those things, the fact they pull off what they do is quite a remarkable feat. I, I feel it feels a bit rushed. Like we're we're, we're kind of we're kind of writing the script as we go. Um, and you know, it, it ends in a way. It ends in a place that did make me kind of smile and chuckle, which I don't often get when I watch a lot of movies these days. So yeah, I liked it. Um, I'm interested to see where we go. Like I say, in a couple of weeks' time, we'll be doing Gamera versus Baragon. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing it in its, its full colour glory. Um, Derek, you are a busy man out there doing lots of busy things, podcasting and such like. Uh, where can people check out your stuff? Uh, you can find most of my stuff on Anchor FM, of course. Cinema Attack, uh, There Here, uh, which will be under the Cut to the Chase uh, feed. Hmm. Uh, also, uh, no more room in hell. That's on the Dark Discussions podcast network. Uh, fuck, I do so many shows now; it's fucking unreal. Mm. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> Blood from the Core, uh, which is coming, should be coming back probably near the new year, where it's going to be a Legion Patreon only show with Gary Hill. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, on Creature Comforts. Yeah, Creature Comforts. That's a No More Room in Hell present show with me, Mr. Venom, and Don and Ellie. We just released the episode of this recording on the 1954 film Them with Bo Ransdell. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, that's a good, that's yeah, a good, good combo. That's a happy Bo Ransdell. Right yeah, pretty good. And also, we had the actually the return of Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space oh. recently, where we did an episode on the film that we'll be covering the next episode of this <laughs> Gamera versus Barrugan. It's very fresh in my mind. Nice. Nice. Don't listen to my thoughts to see the spoiler of that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I say, we're going to be back in a couple of weeks' time, and we're going to continue this on. We're doing the entire box set, ladies and gents, because that's how we roll when we do a box set series. This is Derek's choice. We'll be working our way through Gamera. At the end of that, it's my turn. And boy, do I have one picked out already. Uh, but we are so many movies away from that. So it's going to be a while before we reach that. Uh, but hopefully you will enjoy it, this series. And if you've got those box sets, watch them along with us. And if you don't, that Arrow player has them all listed there. And it is a cheap resource. You get 30 days free on it. Um, or you can spend, I think it's, it's like $5 a month or $50 for the year outright. Um, so yeah, get yourself on that. You can watch the movies along with us and let us know what you think. I'm going to take my final break of this episode. When I come back, I'm closing out this episode and I'm going to be doing it right after this. You're listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. And you've been listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. This has been episode 322, the kickoff of a brand new series, a little box set series on Gamera. 
the entire collection from Arrow Video. Big thanks to my guest Derek Bourgeois who will be joining me for the entire series. There is also another box set series about to kick off this month for you. Myself and Dave Parker sitting down and doing the Lindsay Barker set as well. Kicking off later on this month with the first movie in the set, Orgasmo from 1968. Very excited to do that and it sounds orgasmic. So very much looking forward getting down and dirty with some Lindsay Barker combos. There is a multitude of ways to check out podcasts on the stairs wherever you're listening. It's right now, hit subscribe. That way you get the shows as and when they drop and access to the entire back catalogue of Teapot's content. You can also subscribe to our sister feed, which I implore you to do. That is the Teapot's Collective. Over there, I do shows like Where to Begin With, Upper Omnia, Doing the Nasty and Chronicle. All those shows and the shows here and the archives are all available to you and just subscribe and you never miss a thing. It's the best way to support what I do under the stairs. You can also jump across to our website, teapotscast.com. All the links to all the shows are there as well as a link to Jaws's Shite and Other Regrettable Outbursts, a booze-based banter entertainment podcast featuring myself, The Baz and Scott Liam from Scott Liam vs Evil, where we drink too much we talk about terrible life choices, we read out weird news stories from around the globe and do your listener emails as well. Jaws is shite, another regrettable outburst exclusively available on teapotscast.com. If you want to interact with me on Facebook, you can get in touch with me on the Facebook page for the podcast under the stairs by going to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash teapotscast. Don't stop with that page because there's plenty more that you can join all my shows have Facebook group pages however I would recommend you check out the Teapots Collective which can be found at facebook.com forward slash teapotscast and Jaws is shite another regrettable outburst at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash regrettable pod you can reach out and interact with myself and the bands on the twin prongs of social media sexness Instagram and Twitter both can be followed at teapotscast the podcast under the stairs returns tomorrow, continuing our look at Dexter New Blood, the brand new Showtime series resurrecting the character of Dexter Morgan. We're on episode five, officially the halfway mark tomorrow. So tune in for that. And until then, wherever you are, what the time zone is and whatever you're up to in this big bad world of ours, please take care of yourselves out there. This is Duncan McLeish broadcasting live from under the stairs and I am signing off. <laughs>